Welcome to the Horsewise Podcast with Lynn Reardon, where we share stories of horses and people and what they teach each other. On today's episode, I'll talk about this most unique and historic spring break of 2020 and how you can take opportunities from it to learn even more about horsemanship. I hope you enjoy the show and have a wonderful day. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about the unusual situation we find ourselves in right now during spring of 2020, or the coronavirus spring, as some people have been calling it. And what I wanted to discuss is this idea of no matter how chaotic or unusual or strange a situation this might be, that there are still advantages, there are still benefits that we as horse people can find and actually kind of gain in our knowledge and skills as a result of it. And I wanted to talk to you too a little bit about why I'm so confident about that. And that's because I, over the course of many years in my life, actually experienced some very unusual kind of big disruptions in my life. At one point, I went through four natural disasters in three years, which was pretty epic and created a lot of chaos in my life. I essentially had to stop everything with the charitable organization I was running for horses for several months, six months at one point, four months in the next case. And it just seemed like my world had been turned upside down. And like many people, I've had family members with serious illnesses or some illness myself where all of a sudden, seemingly, everything just sort of came to a standstill and I felt a little bit sort of at sea. I wasn't sure what to do. In all of those instances, what happened was I could not ride or work with horses in my usual routine. And because of other circumstances as well associated with those situations, it was impossible even to, in some ways, do my work. So I have some knowledge, I guess, and sort of uh, experience to share about those kind of situations. And the first thing I would say is that it's good news is that in each of those cases, I came out of the sort of chaotic situation, gaining a knowledge becoming better at horsemanship, becoming a better rider, when I would finally get back to my normal routine, I was surprised that I was able to, in a sense, make these great gains by being away from my usual pattern, my usual routine. And I thought that was really interesting. And I made note of it. And obviously, with uh, four natural disasters in three years, I had lots of opportunities to practice that, to observe and remember and compare, as Ray Hunt would say. So in this situation that we find ourselves in now, I just wanted to kind of reassure everybody and also let you know that all is not lost, that there are many things that you can be doing to improve your, your relationship with your horse, to improve your skills as a rider, to make yourself more aware of certain horsemanship principles that are very valid, that aren't just, uh, oh, here's sort of busy work to do because you can't get to your usual uh, riding stable, you can't do the show you were expecting to do, you can't make progress on, quote, your real goals. These are the real goals. As many people are discovering over these last couple of weeks, priorities have shifted and we're all becoming a lot more aware of what truly is important. 
This also happened to me during the natural disasters. At one point, well, multiple points, we were, we were leaving the house unexpectedly with some threat of danger. And each of those times we did not take with us, you know, external trappings of success. We took our animals, we took ourselves, we took a small change of clothing and we took our computers. That was it. That was all we cared about. And the same is true during this situation. Your priorities are going to shift in all the areas, including the area of your horse. Most horse people highly value their horses and they love them. They also value the kind of graceful things that horses and their world bring to us. Insights into character, being connected to the natural world, the athleticism and performance of these horses. All of the, these things are important to us and are part of our daily lives. And they inspire us on a regular basis. Just because there's been a scenario now where maybe some of you can't ride with your trainer or your instructor, maybe you can't take a group lesson anymore, but maybe you're home with your horse and you can ride your horse one-on-one, -on -one. there are still many opportunities to gain and grow together as a team. If you are an equestrian whose barn has closed completely, there are some that are like that now, that is not necessarily the end of the world either for your goals. You can do a great many things at home, believe it or not, I speak from experience, that will really, again, train your eye, they'll kind of train your mind, build your awareness, and also improve your skills. Over the coming weeks, I'm going to be releasing many more podcast episodes on an accelerated schedule, uh, several times a week, possibly even daily for a while, to help support you while you're sort of making this adjustment to, quote, the new normal, and in a way that ends up having positive benefits for you and your horse, where you feel like you are actually progressing on goals and that there's a sense of structure to your time, that is sort of this enforced rest period, and where you can connect to new goals and look forward to the future when this is over, because this is temporary, and that is a very important thing to keep in mind. For this particular podcast episode, I'd like to focus on really looking at and understanding the concept that there are advantages in this situation. Again, when I had encountered so many natural disasters, it seemed like there was no advantage in that situation, and particularly when it was actually happening in the moment. You know, you'd be like, ah, this seems like it's going to have zero benefit to me. But looking back, I did recognize that there were many things about those phases that did give me really many gifts moving forward. And I mean that in a practical way. I don't mean that in a looking back and putting a nice kind of Hallmark card gloss on a pretty crappy experience. <laughs> I'm talking about genuine gifts, things that I draw on still today and that have helped me as a writer, as a teacher, and just generally as someone who loves horses and wants to share that in an effective way. So this is a real practicality approach that I'm talking about. When you look at the nature of this spring of the coronavirus, what essentially is happening is enforced rest. So we are really looking at for all of us in our different capacities, whether as riders or parents or workers, that we are resting. We are in an enforced spring break. 
Now, many times we've probably all throughout our lives said, oh, everything moves so fast and I wish I had time. I wish I had time to do this. I wish I had time to do that. I want to spend more time working on this or studying this or kind of learning this thing or reaching this goal that I've never reached before, but I don't have time. I'm caught up in this busy whirlwind that is my life. I have to work. I have to take care of my kids. I have to take care of my parents, whatever it is. And now we have across the nation, the most epic spring break ever. And instead of going, ah, I want to go back to my usual routine right away, which simply isn't possible, not right away anyway, let's embrace the elements of an extended spring break and how that can help us move forward with our horses. And I'd like to start with the most basic element of a spring break or a rest period is that you are required to slow down. Going fast just isn't really an option. If you're on spring break, hopefully you're not running around like a madman, you know, trying to hit every single bar and casino or wherever it is that you're going, all of the uh, recreational points. Most of the time on a normal spring break, we would all slow down and we would enjoy that process. Now it's a little bit mandatory, right? Slowing down is pretty much the norm. And there are so many things that can come from slowing down that actually benefit performance and boost it incredibly. There's a famous saying that goes, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And that can be for something as straightforward as sports or as maybe more subtle as how you approach your life philosophically. Slowing down is the key to all larger gains. You slow down to really understand something. You slow down to get all of the small elements right. You slow down to understand how it all works together. And you slow down and discover patterns that you never discovered before because you were in a hurry. So as I'm saying this, I'm sure you're thinking, I could probably relate that to my horse pretty well. For example, let's say that you wanted to work on a canter pirouette. That was what you were working on right before, you know, the coronavirus came and just sort of turned everything upside down for a while. And maybe now you won't be able to do that. Maybe your dressage barn has closed for outside lessons, or maybe you are in self-quarantine. Maybe you have a family member who's high risk, as I do, and so you're in self-quarantine and you simply can't get out to the barn. Well, the canter pirouette is not really about the canter pirouette. The canter pirouette is about uh, several things that you do to prepare your horse from not only its musculature, but its understanding of the aids. It goes back to understanding what foot is weighted when and how to prepare your horse, not to just do a canter pirouette, but to prepare your horse for the 12, 15, 30 steps that come before a canter pirouette where you're allowing your horse to balance, to set up properly, to understand the loft and the step in each part of the movement. Most of the time, if we are sitting down and saying, hey, I want to get a canter pirouette by you know, April 15th, we might be drilling a little bit with our instructor. We might be watching lots of videos of Olympians doing canter pirouettes or whatever it is, but we might not actually sit down and go back to the very slow, basic things of understanding where our horse's feet are and also 
where they are weak, where they might need uh, extra support, extra muscling, where we might need to go back to the beginning and sort of fill in some of those gaps, both from a physique point of view for our horse, and maybe also from a, a mental understanding. The horse has to understand where to put his feet. When you break it down like that, the canter pirouette is merely the result that follows. But if you learn, if you go back and are slow and take the time to really understand the steps, you will understand how to set your horse up in such a way that the canter pirouette is simply a logical flow, a logical extension of what you have put into motion many steps before. And it really starts with a lot of exercises that on the surface have nothing to do with a canter pirouette. That's the beauty of it. And that's the kind of thing you can work on right now. Even if you're at home and can't get out, I can, I can show you things that you can do where you'll understand that better. And you will bring that new understanding with you when this temporary phase is over and you can resume your normal activities with your horse. Another component of a spring break is fun, right? Spring break is all about fun. You're getting a break from school or from work. You're sort of enjoying yourself. You're giving yourself that gift. It's a vacation. It's a time to refresh and renew. Well, that can still be going on with this particular spring of 2020. A lot of times with our horses, we might get into a little bit of a kind of a pattern where we're working a little too hard. We're maybe pushing the horse a little too hard. We're practicing the same movements. We're, we're getting really a little hung up on the show circuit, the show scores. That's the most important thing. There's maybe a little bit of edginess to how we approach our rides and how we approach our sessions with our horse in general. Well, this spring break, I'm going to tell you right now, you got to let go of that because there's no show for you to get strung out about. And so why not take the opportunity to have fun? Why couldn't this be fun? Why couldn't this be in a, a time where you could actually have more fun with your horse? Because you're going to be doing things a little bit differently if you can be with your horse. If you can't, again, if you're in self-quarantine, there are lots of ways to have fun while learning about horsemanship, especially if I'm offering you a sort of a fresh perspective or a new way at of looking at it. That's what's always the most fun, right? Where you kind of get an insight by accident and it's very, it's enjoyable, right? You weren't expecting that. It's like, hey, I didn't realize that this sort of silly exercise that Lynn was suggesting that I do actually gave me all this insight and I laughed at the same time. So that's another thing. Adding fun at this phase is something to very much focus on. And don't assume just because what's going on in the world is obviously pretty chaotic and unusual, that that means that there's absolutely zero opportunity to have fun. This is the best time to have fun. And there's a lot of ways to do it in a socially distant and yet very horsey way. So, and I, I can help you with that. I can show you how to do those things. Another advantage of the sort of more you could say extreme situations or like say in my case, the natural disasters is it is extremely clarifying to learn what your true priorities are. Most of the time we're kind of rushing around and, you know, we're doing good work and we have busy family lives and we love our horses and we're doing lots of horse things, but we don't always sit down every day and go, what is the most important thing to me? What is the top priority? And in situations like this, it kind of pops all of that into clarity right away. And I think that's a good thing. And I think that's also something that we can bring to our horses now. Again, also with the slowdown of time and that 
re-understanding of the core priorities, you can take that into your goals with your horse. And you can still have goals now. That kind of clarity in what is really important to you, what are the top priorities, can inform goals, the goals that you're going to have during this extended spring break. There are really meaningful goals that you can set now that you might not have ever thought to set in the past. And then when this phase is over and you're back to, again, quote, normal, you'll see those huge gains because of that. Another advantage I see of this unusual spring break of 2020 is that in the horse world, we often get a little bit stratified by discipline or by tack or you know, by East Coast, West Coast, ranch riding versus dressage. And we can kind of stay a little bit in our cliques and not look outside that so much. But during this time, during this special spring break of 2020, I predict a huge amount of community will happen across the horse world. As all of us are reaching out to each other and supporting each other and bolstering each other during this time of enforced rest, where we're all maybe missing our horses, the people who can ride and who have the capability will be videoing and sharing that with us. The people who naturally like to teach will be teaching pretty often. Coaches like me will be coaching quite a bit. And I think you'll see a lot of access to upper level riders and teachers who you might not have been able to ride with in the past will be sharing a lot more online. How we relate to each other individually, our barn mates and our friends will suddenly become a lot more important too. So I see this real strengthening of fellowship in the horse world, across disciplines, across regions, across even, let's say, priorities in your goals. You know, some people who really love showing might be a little in the past, maybe a little less supportive of people who just like to trail ride and vice versa. And I think you'll see a lot of those distinctions blur. You know, we're, we're all in this together, whether we're horse people or just individuals in the world right now. And I think that's a good thing. I really do. I think there'll be a lot of gains and knowledge across the discipline and we'll kind of come together as a horse community. And I think that's a genuine advantage and benefit that would not be happening in any other spring. As part of that, I plan to really offer my services as much as I can to anyone that needs them in the horse world. Over the next several weeks, I'll be setting up mini courses, working out kind of email prompts to help you each week with goals and with activities to kind of keep you focused a little bit. I also will be helping with coaching as needed. And most of all, I'll be podcasting a lot, a lot of episodes to kind of keep us all in touch with each other and also to remind you of all of the simple things we can be doing to move toward our goals, our real goals, not just sort of fake goals that we're doing because we can't do anything else during this time. Horse people are people of action. You know, we don't idle well. And especially if we can't ride as often as we'd like. So I say, let's take this energy and let's put it toward some really great progress over the next few weeks or whatever it'll be. And I predict we'll all come out much better for it, both as riders and horsemen and individuals in the world today. This podcast, I'm very honored to say, has listeners in 49 states in the United States and in 34 countries outside the United States. So if you're listening to this podcast, just be aware that you're not alone. There are a lot of other people listening with you. And as I said, we're all in this together. Over the next several weeks, please feel free to email me anytime if you have questions or if you have a particular challenge during this spring break that you would like some help with. My email is horsewisecoach at iCloud.com. 
And if you would like regular ongoing access to some of the email prompts we'll be sending out to our list, you can join our email list at horsewisecoach.com. There's a form for it right there on the homepage. As always, I thank you for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day.